Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. I want to say thank you to Social Media Cowboys for sponsoring this week's episode of the Confidence Through Health podcast. If you need help with a website, if you need social media needs for your business, if you need help with AdWords, SEO, all those things that you know you should be doing but you are too busy to do or you're too confused about, they are the experts that you need in your corner. If you're interested in launching a podcast such as mine, they help me edit my podcast and do a fantastic job making sure that all of the technical side of it is handled and we launch a nice, neat, edited podcast episode each week. So I want to thank Social Media Cowboys for their continued sponsorship of the Confidence Through Health podcast. You can find them at socialmediacowboys.com or you can find them as well with other sponsors at confidencethroughhealth.com. Howdy and welcome back to the Confidence Through Health podcast. It's your host, Jerry Snyder. This is episode 100. I uh, honestly can't believe we got anywhere close to 100 episodes out. And uh, as I said in the last episode, I'm, I, I apologize for not being as regular um, in the past uh, few weeks, missing a few weeks of having uh, episodes out. Um, but it is uh, summertime and my kids are out of school. And uh, typically I, as a self-employed individual, work from home and uh, finding those times to record uh, is a little bit difficult. Um, but the kids are gone. Uh, house is quiet. So uh, you're going to get an episode in episode 100. What I want to talk about is something that is not just a piece of your health when it comes to like your physical health, your body, uh, not just your mental health. It incorporates both of those things, but it's really the approach that we take to life in many, many areas of life and how that plays a detrimental part on our longevity, on our existence, on our ability to find happiness, our ability to have confidence, our ability to find joy. All those things are disrupted when we take the wrong approach, in my opinion, the wrong approach to looking at your life. And so what that approach is, is looking at it and saying, I'm too worried about losing something. Now, sometimes being worried about losing something is important and it's okay. Uh, You know, if you go out in a crowd uh, with your children and they're young, um, well, really children of any age, but children when they're young, especially when they're, you know, four five years old, they're, they're able to walk, they're able to get away from you. Um, meaning that they're going to see something and dart off and go like, Ooh, that looks pretty and fancy and fun. I'm going to go play with that. And we get worried about losing our children in a crowd. That's an okay time to have that fear of loss. As long as you don't let that prevents you from going into the crowd. It's okay to be understanding that that could be, although very minimal, 
as far as the percentage of that happening, but that could be a reality. And so we need to make sure that we're prepared and we work around that and we protect against it. So that's a good time to have that fear of loss. Fear of loss also affects us when, when it comes to your, your health, when uh, you look at purchasing health insurance. The older you get, if you're not taking care of your health, your health insurance is gonna get more and more expensive if you want good coverage, if you wanna make sure that you're taking, being able to take care of yourself when it comes to potentially needing to go into a nursing home or having extended care or things like that. Those health insurance packages are expensive. And so you buy those packages because you have a fear of losing the livelihood that you have, the normalcy that you have as you get towards the end of your life. Again, there's ways to protect against that happening to where maybe you don't have to pay as much for your health insurance down the road. So there's just two examples, uh, two different examples, but I think we all know that fear of losing things fear of losing a loved one, you know, um, Father's Day just happened uh, recently. Mother's Day was a, a, a little while back. And when it comes to those two holidays, a lot of times you'll see people posting something on social media about, I wish I could have one more hug from my mother or my father, or I wish I could have one more conversation or I wish they could see who I've become, but they're no longer here. So they, you know, but I wish I would have one more of this or one more of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that is totally normal. It's totally okay. But to have that fear when you're, when your loved one, your father, your mother is still alive and to be fearful of losing them and having that fear of loss become so great that it prevents you from actually living out livelihood with your, with your parent, then that becomes a problem, creates anxiety, um, you know, fear of losing your life in an air, in an airplane crash. That's a reality for some people that they live with that fear. And it's a fear of loss because you're fearful that you're going to lose your life. And so it prevents that person from going on a flight somewhere, experiencing some other, you know, city, some other distant land, some other culture, um, potentially, you know, a reunion or a wedding that's, that they have to fly to and they are not able to go on the flight because their anxiety and their fear of loss is so high. So those are all different examples of where the fear of loss is taking over that person's life. And it, not that those things aren't reality. Of course, there are airline crashes. Of course, there are kids that get, you know, kidnapped and taken and lost. There are, those things happen. There are very, very small percentage. And there's a much higher likelihood that that's not going to happen to you. So to live in that constant 
fear or to have that constant fear preventing you from growing, preventing you from living is what I wanted to give you some helpful tips about and talk about why that may be preventing you from living uh, your best life, living your, your healthiest life and having the confidence to go do the things that you want to do. So what triggered this whole episode was I saw, I saw a post, uh, really an advertisement, which if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that, you know, I, I shaved my head um, partially because yes, I've, I'm losing some hair, uh, receding hairline and a bald spot uh, at my age, but also because uh, it, it, my hair is fully gray and um, I'm not going to color it, but from an ease of everything really, because when you shave your head, you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, as far as your hair, how it looks, uh, the time to dry it is, is quicker, all of those things. So there is a little bit of a vanity piece to it um, because I, I think I'm too young to have a full head of gray, white hair. Um, but it's also just easy. But the advertisement that I saw was uh, entitled Keep, and it's for uh, men's hair loss, and it's to keep what you've got so that you don't lose it. And it's made me start thinking, you know, why is it so important to keep what we've got and focus so much more on keeping what we've got than it is to grow something new? Like if the advertisement said, we're going to help you grow hair, maybe I would have looked at it. But just to say, keep what you got, I'm like, I don't. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about losing it. I'm already losing some. I know it's going to happen. So I'm not worried about that. But a lot of people don't think that way. You know, why do you lock your door at night before you go to sleep? The door of your house. Because you're worried about, one, somebody breaking in and doing harm and all that. Okay, that's that's because you're worried about losing some comfort, losing maybe you know, some of your, your health from a physical standpoint, but you're also locking because you don't want somebody to break in and take your stuff. You're fearful of losing your stuff. House burglaries are pretty low percentage. When you look at the number of houses there are, the number of things that happen. So the likelihood's low. So when you look at the concept of why are we why are we so fearful of losing things? And I think part of it is society, the way that we've grown, the way that we've built our society. We, we look at things and say, we want to keep up with other people. We want to get things. We want to have things. We want all these comforts. We want all these luxuries. You know, we want, we want, we want. But when you look at it and you say, what do I need? So you don't need necessarily all the things that you have because you have all the things that you have because you wanted them, but you don't necessarily need them. And so when you look at it and you say, what if I lost everything except for my health and my family? But what if all the things that I have, all the possessions, what if I lost them all? Would I find a way? I think majority of people would say, yes, you'd find a way. What if you intentionally 
lost all your things from the standpoint of you lost the care for wanting so many things and instead decided, you know, I could take that time. I could take that money that I invested in those material things. I could take that and go experience life. Because one of the things that uh, there's a lot of people that have said this, you're the same person that in five years, you're going to be the same person that you are today, except for the experiences that you have, the people that you meet and the books that you read. Otherwise you're the same person. So the experiences, or let's go, the books that you read, okay? So if you read a book, especially if it's a nonfiction educational type book, if you read a book, you're going to learn something. You're going to expand your brain. You're going to expand your knowledge. You may change your viewpoint. You may change your opinion. But you're going to grow in some way if you read a book. People that you meet, if you meet someone, they're going to have potentially, they should have some sort of impact on your life. Could be positive, could be negative. Maybe you meet the person that robs your house in the middle of the night or while you're on vacation. Um, you know, and and so that's that's a negative, obviously. Um, but you meet maybe your new neighbor is an awesome person and introduces you to something in your that, that completely changes your life or opens up a new path for your life. Maybe you meet somebody who introduces you to your spouse. You know, maybe you meet your spouse. Maybe you meet who knows who. You meet somebody who opens a door and gets you the job that you've always wanted. So the other piece is the experiences that you have. So the experiences then can be, you know, okay, well, um, that could be how much you exercise because you're experiencing something, you're experiencing change in your life. Uh, obviously, that's vacations, you travel somewhere. Um, you know, it, it's not, th those experiences are not sitting on your couch watching the same Netflix shows or the same TV shows over and over and over again. Uh, maybe that experience is going to a, a live baseball game or basketball game or football game where you're watching your favorite team win. Those are experiences that are fun. They're experiences that are, you know, maybe not educational, but they're providing a joy and an upliftment, uplifting part of your life. And so those three things, well, if you think about it in your health, so it's the books that you read. So how does that translate to your health? Well, obviously you can read health books, but what you're putting in your body, your body reads and tries to determine what to do with it. What are you trying to tell your body by what you put in your body? And so your body's going to interpret that and say, if you're putting in poor nutrition, if you're putting in an abundance of calories, 
your body's going to say, okay, I need to store this because somewhere in the future, this person is planning on doing something that's going to take all this energy. So I'm going to store this. Your body's trying to interpret and read and understand what you're doing. The people that you meet. Okay, well, now we're talking about the actual nutrients. So what nutrients are you introducing? Are you eating the same five meals every week? Are you eating the same one or two vegetables or any vegetables at all? but not expanding to the hundreds of different varieties and options there are when it comes to vegetables and fruits and legumes and nuts. Are you just sticking to one? So that's the, the people that you meet that they all have different nutrients. They all have different vitamins and minerals. So what are you providing your body that your body can live and grow on and then experiences. And again, we get to really the same thing that is for your mental health and for just your life in general plays into your health and experiences because you get dopamine hits off of different experiences that you go through. You get all kinds of different emotional benefits you get relationship benefits from being out among people and seeing different things. Uh, if you're traveling and you're on vacation and you're at the beach or you're at some exotic resort or something, you're getting outdoor space. You're getting potentially a less polluted area than you live in. So you're getting exposure. You're getting exposure to nature, which is a huge benefit to your body as a whole. And so those experiences are huge for your body to understand that there's more than the house you live in, the car you drive to work, the office you work in, back to the car and back to the house. There's more to life than that. And your body can get stuck in a rut and it can stop growing properly, simply because you're not exposing it to new experiences and new things. So what holds us back from doing all those things is we're afraid of losing. Afraid of losing our job because we take too much vacation time. Afraid of losing connection with people because maybe we're going to go out and start experiencing different things as opposed to going and doing the same old thing every week with the same person. Not, not your spouse, but like your, your, your good friend or your good, you know, coworkers or whoever it is that your, your normal hangout people are, you don't want to upset them. And so instead you're going to not go on trips to go see new things and go do new things. You're not going to take the time to invest in yourself and read. Instead, you're going to watch Netflix or TV or be stuck in a just continual cycle of being fed information, 
based on somebody else's agenda versus reading things that you're interested in that you want to learn about. Sure, a book is somebody else's agenda, but it's different because it's if it's a good nonfiction book, they're writing it from the standpoint of trying to explain their viewpoint. You don't have to agree with it. And hopefully they're going to give you more options of this is why other people think differently. So you're going to get a wider variety, a wider, wider viewpoint than just being told this is it and that's it. You're going to get the whole story. So don't be afraid of losing what you have because you're going to lose in order to grow. You have to lose the caterpillar loses to become the butterfly. And believe me, the caterpillar wants to become the butterfly. Doesn't want to live its life as a caterpillar all the time. There's nothing wrong with caterpillar, but it wants to become the butterfly. It wants to grow and become the butterfly. Your goal in life should be to grow and become more. The best way to do that is to take care of your body, take care of your mind, feed yourself the right foods, the right right nutrients, so that your cells grow, get sleep, as I've talked about in previous episodes, so that your body regenerates and repairs correctly while you sleep and plan those times to go have fun experiences, push yourself beyond the limits that you have arbitrarily put on yourself. We all do that. We've all put limits on ourselves. They're, they're, they're totally arbitrary. They're totally made up of our own negative thoughts because we think, oh, we, we, we can't possibly do that. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to win. Because in, in order to win, you do have to lose who you were. And one of the things that as a, as a track coach, one of the things, or any coach, but as because I've coached football, I've coached other sports, soccer as well. Um, but specifically as a track coach, because it's track athletes, uh, swimming athletes, triathletes, people that are in, in individual races, cyclists, or even if you think about like something like bowling, where it's it's one on one. When you're in those types of events, one of the things I like to tell my athletes is don't, or, or, I, I don't necessarily, I shouldn't say I like to tell them this, but it's, it's one of the things I tell them because I want to make sure that they understand. And when I say it, I'm reading their face to make sure that the nerves are proper and that they understand the gravity of the situation. And so I'll tell them, don't be afraid to win. Sometimes they look at me like, huh? What? What? Why, why would I be afraid to win? 
And so when they say that, I have to say, okay, well, have you thought about winning? They say, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. Have you thought about losing? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, don't be afraid to win. And what that means is you have to push yourself. You're going to have to grow. You're going to have to become somebody different, especially if you've never won before. You have to become somebody different than who you are today because who you are today is not the winner of that race. As we, as we sit right now, before the race ever happens, you are not the winner of that race. You can't look back and say, I am that champion. You have to accomplish it first. Once you accomplish it, then you could say, I am the champion. But a lot of times we let that fear of losing prevent us from winning. And you see that sometimes in, especially in something like the Olympic trials, whether it's swimming or track or whatever Olympic trial, when you see, especially when you see young athletes that are there for the first time, there's a very few of them that are prepared for this. A lot of them are not prepared in the sense that they're not mentally prepared for what's at stake and how to accomplish their goal. Because up to that point, it's always been about win the race, win the race. It's all about win the race and watching some of the preliminary races and the semifinal races, especially with my wife who she ran track as a freshman in high school, but didn't pursue it. She played basketball. Basketball is a different sport. You win the game. You go out, you win the game, you advance. In track, especially in the prelims and the semifinals, you don't have to win the race to advance. So it's a little different. And she gets upset when, especially in some of the distance races, when somebody knows the top five individuals out of this race are going to move on to the next round. You might be running against 16 people. Top five are going to advance. So the top two people maybe get out and maybe they're 30 or 40 meters ahead of everybody else when they come up to the last straightaway and they look up on the jumbotron. They all, all the tracks. Now they got the jumbotron. They can see exactly where they are. They can see where the competitors are. And they realize I'm ahead by 30 or 40 meters. Well, instead of from a, from a, a, a knowledgeable, educated, experienced runner is going to look up there and say, I'm number two in this race. I've got a 40 meter lead on number five, and I've got 40 meters to make it to the finish line. There's no way they can catch me unless I fall down. So I can slow down and save some energy for the next round. And so they start slowing down and my wife gets all upset. Like, why aren't they running faster? I'm like, well, because they don't need to. They've already qualified. So what they're doing is they're looking to the next race and saving energy and being prepared for the next race. 
when you see younger athletes that don't quite get that, then maybe they go out too hard because they think that they have to win the race and then they're not able to sustain that pace. You see that in the shorter races, the 100, the 200, because, and it happened in one of the, the prelims in the 100, 17-year-old kid, he starts freaking out because he's not in front. He starts freaking out because he's not up there. And then he trips over himself. And when you watch it in slow motion, you can see that he's trying to push himself too hard to catch back up instead of running within himself and running for a good time. And he tries to push too hard and then winds up and trips over himself. That's the difference is understanding that when you're young, you don't have those experiences. So go get those experiences. But the only way to go through those experiences is to prepare for it and say, are you prepared to win? Are you prepared to lose? Are you prepared to finish where you need to finish to move on to the next round? That's how you grow. You move on to the next round. You learn from those things and you move on. Is he going to be better off in in three years the next time the Olympics comes around? Absolutely. He will be. Provided he doesn't get injured, he's going to be be so prepared and so ready. And that's why it's hard for college athletes, young athletes, first-time athletes at the Olympic trials to be able to make it onto the Olympic team because not only do they have to be fast, but they have to understand the emotional and mental side of competing through those rounds and making it through and understanding that in this case, to make the Olympics, third place is just as good as first place. You need to be prepared to win. You need to be not afraid to win. But you can't be so afraid of losing that you trip yourself up because you are afraid to lose. You can't be so afraid of losing that you go out too hard at the beginning of your race and then you're not able to sustain it. So how does that affect your health again? That comes all the way back to your health. You can't be too afraid to lose what you've got that you're not willing to change who you are. And a lot of people are afraid to lose the life that they have built, even though they don't like that life. 70% of people, or 74 or 75% of people in the United States are overweight or obese right now. And being able to change that is in from a, like writing it down on paper, here's what you need to do. It's not that hard to figure it out and put the pieces together. Application of that plan producing the results of that plan can be very difficult for people if they don't put their head in the right space and understand that if they're going to do that, they're going to lose some of their life. Not from a, like some of what their routine is, some of their daily life. 
if you're not somebody who's exercising and you're overweight and you're obese and you figure out that you have to start exercising, guess what you're going to lose? Well, you have to build that time into your life somewhere. Whether you're starting with 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes, four days a week, whatever it is, if you're going to build in that exercise, you have to lose something you're doing right now in order to put that exercise piece into the puzzle. Because you only have so much time. If you had all the time in the world, you'd already be exercising because you already know you need to do that. So you're going to lose something, but you're going to gain and grow so much more on the other side that you're going to look back and say, I'm so glad that I gave that up because now I have so much more in my life. So when you look at it and you say, I'm afraid to lose my, put in whatever you want from a nutrition standpoint. I'm afraid to lose my nightly ice cream. I'm afraid to lose my ability to eat cake. I'm afraid to lose my afternoon snacks with the kids. I'm afraid to lose my happy hours on Fridays with my coworkers. I'm afraid to lose my whatever it is. I'm afraid to lose my daily Starbucks on the way to work. I'm afraid to lose whatever it is. Put it in there. Identify it. Then look at it and say, am I, am I really afraid to lose that? Or am I afraid to change? Am I afraid to win on the other side? And if I'm afraid to win on the other side, why? Is it you? Is it something within you? Or is it something that you're afraid other people will say or do or react to who you're becoming? Because the vast majority of the time, we're afraid other people won't understand who we want to become. And so it's easier to not tr become that person, to just fit in with everybody else than to become the person that we really want to become. So take that stock of what it is that you're afraid to lose. Take that stock of that. Identify it. And identify why. Why am I afraid to lose that? When it comes to people, you're afraid to lose somebody in your life. We're all going to die. Okay? If, I'm breaking, if that's breaking news to you, that's reality. We're all going to die at some point. So if your fear of loss is around someone that you care about, tell them how much they mean to you. Make sure 
Because the, the fear is not necessarily that they're not going to be here. We understand that. We understand that at some point, that person won't be here. Now, it very well could be that you're not here before they're not here, depending on age difference, depending on lifestyle, depending on a lot of things. But if it's a parent, a grandparent, an uncle, an, a coach, somebody who's older than you, that you're fearful of losing them, is it because you're fearful of not being able to be mentored anymore? Because if that's the case, continue to learn everything you can. Don't be fearful of what's not going to be able to be passed down. But continue to learn everything you can. And the other piece of it, oftentimes, is we're fearful that we're not going to be able to tell them goodbye. We're not going to be able to tell them how much they mean to us. We're not going to be able to tell them this, that, or the other thing. So if that's the fear, pick up the phone and call them. Go by their house. Sit down and tell them. Write them a letter. I just did this with my coach from high school. Just a month and a half ago or so. I sat down and said, you know what? I need to write him a letter because he had such a huge impact on my life. I know I've told him that before, but he's getting older and I don't want him to leave without being able to know this. And so, sure, I could have picked up the phone. I could have written him an email, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to write him a letter. And I wrote him a letter and sent it. And in the letter, just told him how thankful I am for who he is and what he's done for me. And so now, because he lives in a different state, if I get news out of the blue that he passes away in the next, you know, six months, year, five years, 10 years, whenever, he's a healthy guy. He could, he's not necessarily in trouble, but anything can happen. Now I'm not going to sit back and go, I wish I could have told him. I'm not going to get to the funeral and go, I wish I could have. And so that fear of not being able to share is not there. So I'm not losing anything with that. So the approach that we take to life plays a huge part on our health because the emotional and mental side of our being is hugely impactful to our physical health taking the approach, changing the, the, the viewpoint of how you approach life and looking at it and saying, what can I grow? How can I grow? What can I learn from this? What can I take on to the next step? How can I move forward? How can I continually become more? Use that viewpoint versus the, I'm afraid to lose this comfort, that comfort, these material things, these relationships. I'm afraid to lose. I'm afraid to lose. I'm afraid to lose. Because unfortunately, if you're afraid to lose, you're not trying to win. You're trying to not lose. And most of the time what happens, whether it's in an individual competition or a team sport, 
or even in things like promotions when you're when people are getting promoted and you might go how did i get how did i not get promoted i did everything i was supposed to do but i was focused on not losing my job so instead of focusing on trying to do better and do the next person's the person ahead of me's job instead of trying to do that i was trying just to not lose my job so the other person next to me got promoted ahead of me because he wasn't worried about not losing his job. He was trying to do the next person's job. So he got the promotion. Stop living your life trying not to lose. And you're going to see massive changes and massive benefits. You're going to have more confidence. You're going to have more joy. You're going to have experiences that you've never dreamed of because the ones that you've dreamed of, you're going to accomplish. And then you're going to have to go dream up new ones. So as of right now, you've never dreamed of the things that you're going to do. Then you're, you're going to see things you've never even imagined because the things that you've imagined, you're going to go out and do because you're not afraid of losing anything. Because in the grand reality, like I said, we really all only have one thing, and that's our own life. And you're going to lose it at some point. We're all going to lose it at some point. So while you're here, take care of it so that you can go and experience and do as much, as, learn as much, do as many things as you can. Have fun, have confidence, and continue to become more. Continue to reach your potential because as you reach your potential, your potential is going to grow and expand. So continue to do more. Continue to get out there. So if you like this uh, message, please share it, forward it um, on social media. Share it with your friends. Tag me all in health and wellness on uh, any posts and uh, write comments on Apple podcasts, Spotify, send us, uh, send us questions that we can address for you. We can take care of for you. Um, would love to be able to uh, share thoughts that are more uh, important to individuals about their health, about the confidence, about how it all intertwines together. Um, because it is, it's a, it's a, it's a web. It's important to know as much as you can about who you are from a physical body standpoint, also who you are from a mentality standpoint and to let those negative thoughts go, let those fears of losing go become somebody who's not afraid to win. Doesn't mean you're going to win every time. Okay. It does not mean you're going to win every time, but it sets you up for the possibility of winning because you're not afraid of losing. You're not afraid of losing who you were so that you can win and become somebody new. Because a lot of times if you're afraid of losing, your body, your mind is going to take that and go, okay, well, then I want to stay who I was because I don't want to lose 
who I am. And the body knows in order for you to grow and become somebody new, it's painful. It's painful for that little bean seed to go from a bean seed planted in the ground to a bean stalk. That's painful. It's a painful process to poke through the ground and become a bean stalk and then produce more beans. Growth is painful. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to lose. Go out there and win. Go out there and get the confidence that you need, the confidence that we all need to be able to move forward and become the best person that we can possibly be. Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life.